Well, there is nothing to make me happier than Larry Weber's voice on the phone this morning. Boy, did we miss you last week, Mr. Weber. <laughs> well, thank you, but you know what? That uh, that happens. Well, we yeah. got Mr. Sparky Stences to come in and chat with us this morning, and of course he's uh, wonderful and knowledgeable and super interesting, and he's had all kinds of wonderful adventures. But, you know, where the rubber meets the road, he's not you, Larry, and he's not liable <laughs> to drive into a ditch looking for goldenrod either. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, anyway, yes, I was a little, I've been a little incapacitated. I am still not at 100%. Uh, and because of that, there are observations in nature that have been going on that I'm sure others have been seeing and I have not been seeing. However, I can still pass on a few more, a uh, few more thoughts. Uh, we had uh, the big news, of course, in the week is, uh, the heat. We had these hot days, day after day, clear winds from the south, but urging the temperature up near to 90 degrees. Uh, while that's going on, of course, the other news is the fire in uh, Lake County. And if you took a look at the map, the DNR map about the fire, you'll see that uh, it's not the only fire, but it's the uh, the Greenwood fire is the one that is uh, the best known. And as a spinoff from that, you probably have been seeing the phases of the moon. We are now in the waxing gibbous phase headed towards a full moon on the night of the 22nd and you probably noticed an orangish appearance and an orangish appearance with the sunrise and sunset uh, thanks to the fire so in addition to that precipitation way below normal so so far august has been considerably hotter than normal and precipitation only about one-fourth normal uh, that could change with your forecast of some rains coming up which a lot of us would love to see there is another thing however that is normal and that is days continue to get shorter we are right now at 14 hours of daylight and lisa time goes by quickly but it's only a month from now that we will be at the autumnal equinox so yes the days will continue to get shorter very rapidly as we approach that we will soon be at sunset of around 8 p.m now what this does of course at this time of year is bring about uh, migration and there is migration of sorts going on right now uh, it's not quite as dynamic as we might expect but hawk ridge began the count on the 15th and yes there's been a movement of a few hawks sharp shin hawk bald eagles red tails and so forth but nothing really large numbers there is another migration though that can be fairly large and that's nighthawks i have not seen them myself but i have heard reports of nighthawks coming through nighthawks can be in big flocks usually we don't see them that way and speaking of flock i was sitting outside early one morning this week and i heard a flock of canada geese and there's another example migrants also of migrants are the small birds the warblers are as we get to late uh, august the warblers are often migrating through the region and uh, we don't see the huge 
flocks or such, but if you see some movement in trees and you stop, just stop and look, uh, there's often more movement. This morning I watched a uh, vireo moving through the trees, and chances are it was uh, with, with other vireos and probably a few other warblers as well. So there is some migration going on. I had an uh, interesting encounters with butterflies this week, and one of them had to do with uh, a migration, and that was a monarch, a monarch coming by. When we see monarchs by the 20th of August, they are usually going to be the ones that migrate. They have emerged from the chrysalis that was put up, put there in the summer, and then they're getting ready to migration migrate, and that will continue for quite a while. I also had a fritillary come by the yard, which is kind of an interesting thing to see, but probably the neatest sight of a butterfly was one that came to me. Uh, we have a screenhouse that we put up, and uh, the idea is to sit inside the screenhouse and not be bothered by some of our mosquito friends and so forth. And uh, it really works, but it also sometimes brings insects inside of the greenhouse and they get trapped in there. Most of them are totally harmless and they're just interesting to watch. Well, I had such a case this week when a tiny butterfly came in and I saw some fluttering along the side of the screen. And so I got up to take a closer look and there was this tiny butterfly only about an inch related to the butterflies of the blues and the coppers, but this particular butterfly was known as the harvester. It is not rare, but it's unusual, and it's unusual in the fact, in the way it lives. It is our only butterfly that is a predator. Instead of as a larva uh, caterpillar, it eating leaves like other butterflies do and then growing, this particular one will seek out aphids and attack them and eat them. And so it's our only predator. As the uh, butterfly reaches maturity and turns into an adult, it no longer is a predator, but still continues to hang around the plant, namely alders, that has a lot of these uh, these aphids. So very interesting critter, and here it is. It came to visit me. Also of note, I mentioned before, but we get to August, it is spiderweb time. We have not been getting much of a dew, so we haven't been seeing the webs too much out in the open, but they are there. I've been seeing them along the lake, and I've been seeing them uh, in the yard, and I've been seeing them in the woods. And so, yeah, it, the webs are out there, and they'll continue to be out there. We also have a good movement of uh, daddy longlegs around it, which are also known as harvestmen, and they're called that because of this time of year. Now, I have mentioned... Uh, before about the activity of the grasshoppers and locusts. Well, this week I started to hear more crickets, both the field crickets and the tree crickets. So that's great. I loved hearing. I loved hearing those. Also, there's plenty of action from hornets and yellow jackets, and there are reports that I've been getting of of ground, they call them ground nesting bees. Well, there aren't bees that nest in the ground, but a lot of times these, quote, ground nesting bees are really yellow jackets, and they are fine if you leave them alone, but if we come by and, and disturb them, they don't, don't appreciate that very much. Uh, also, this is an interesting spinoff of the dry conditions. I have noticed fewer mosquitoes. 
Now let's talk something about the uh, late summer wildflowers, asters, sunflowers, and goldenrods. And you mentioned something about goldenrods. Goldenrods are spectacular right now. I was doing some driving yesterday, and I was noticing along the side of the road a lot of yellow flowers. Now the yellow isn't always goldenrod. We have the non-native tansy flower, which is abundant right now, and there's also plenty of sunflowers that are yellow, but a good deal of the yellow is goldenrods, and yes, there are several species of goldenrods, and yes, they are native, and I find, I say this every time, I think you should take time to get out and walk either in or among the goldenrods and just notice all the activities of the insects, namely bees and flies and such. They are, they're native plants, and they bring in a lot of these native insects. Also, Joe Pye weed is still blooming in the wetlands, as is a really cool flower called jewel weed. Uh, it's also called touch-me-not because when you uh, the seed pods, when you just touch the seed, seed pods, they'll break open. But anyway, they're blooming in the in the wetlands right now. Among the berries, there's still some blackberries along the road. I picked some this week. Choke cherries are ripe. Rose hips, highbush cranberries, mountain ash, crab apple, hawthorn, and domestic apple are all starting to get ripe. I have some beautiful domestic apples not far from where I am. The one that's not happening much right now, and that's because it's so dry, is fungi. I've seen very few of mushrooms and other fungi this week and late late august often is a time where there's just prolific now maybe if we get some rain that will all happen again the other big news of course is response to the dryness you drive around right now it's fairly easy to see trees that are either curling up their leaves as in a lot of birch or already are turning yellow as in poplar and willow uh, and I've even seen some red starting to show up with dogwood and sumac and red maple. And in my backyard right now, I have a sugar maple that's quite yellow. Uh, sorry, quite orange. Um, is this early color or is this a response to dry? And the answer is probably yes. It's probably both. It's not unusual to see some of these uh, trees turning red in the end of August. But I think this year we're getting a response, especially among the birch. We're getting a response that are saying, just it's just too difficult. I'm going to give it up. And so remains to be seen. And if, Lisa, if you could do a little rain dance for us, perhaps that will help. <laughs> we, uh, we sure could use some more rain. Well, all we need to do, of course, is have people go out and just bring a small bucket or, you know, just like a little bowl. You don't need a lot. Uh, but go out and wash your car because that yeah, usually exactly. is pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I haven't, once again, I haven't seen all this, but I've heard reports of some of the streams that are normally flowing so well are virtually dried up. Lake levels, pond levels, and so forth have gone down, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're having fewer mosquitoes. So, yep, anyway, I suspect enjoy. you're right. All right, thanks a million, Larry. Larry Weber, our host for Backyard Almanac, a regular feature of Fridays here on Northland Morning.